Welcome to the Force Matters podcast, powered by Motusi. I'm J.D. Romick. And I'm Jonathan Ang. We're here to have disruptive, inclusive, and informative dialogue at the intersection of technology, research, and clinical practice. Our promise to sort through the BS so you don't have to. Our focus is what matters to your musculoskeletal health. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Force Matters Mailbag. So it's just JD today. We're going solo with our next mailbag. And we got some really interesting thoughts on this mailbag question because there are physios or physical therapists from various um, areas in our profession that have differing views on this thought. So the question was is, what if the physical therapy profession disappeared overnight? What if physios and physical therapy was not a profession, but obsolete and maybe we get replaced by, um, maybe we're just not replaced, we're just gone. So this is very interesting because a lot of schools of thought, especially in the ortho community, there are conditions that specific patient populations have that PT actually isn't more effective than the natural course of time or the natural course of healing. Think about like a grade one or two ankle sprain, argue with me if you want to, or think about like a uh, lateral epicondylitis. A lot of the treatments that we have as PTs haven't really been the most effective or at least aren't more effective than something else. So I'm gonna argue that PTs are very necessary. So those couple of examples, yes, a sprained ankle can get better with some time. Would it get better for someone who's a really active individual if they had a nice progression back into activity? I think so. I would argue so. A good exercise progression, but say that person just ends up being active anyways. They go back to doing whatever they want to do. Maybe they ignore PT's advice to take some time off and they just are active and they end up being okay. That type of stuff happens as well. But look at the more intricate stuff. So I'm gonna open up um, some of our, our responses. Is the physio profession struggling to prove that it has any significant efficacy and are we just too stubborn to accept that? What would, if, what would happen if we actually disappeared and one, uh, one individual writes in and says, define efficacy. A lot of people with SCI and strokes would be fucked. If you want efficacy for successful PT, look at acute rehab. Look at the post-op multi-trauma patients. Look at the hundreds of people who pay cash just to be seen because it helps them reduce their pain. Jesus, just stop being a PT. It's not about efficacy and research. It's about impacting people positively and providing value to improve their life in some capacity. I'd rather be a PT any day of the week than a zero purpose techie sitting behind a computer contributing to the chaos of the world. Okay, so a few things to unpack in that. Spinal cord injuries, strokes, multi-trauma patients, post-op. There are people that really benefit from movement. And I would argue for that as well. I mean, you look at cardiac rehab patients or those that have cancer, people that have some really significant health issues that movement actually takes their all-cause morbidity to 
100% being a sedentary person to they move a little bit a day, even as little as 10 minutes a day, and their all-cause mortality improves drastically. So I would argue on the same side as this person that um, wrote in Justin. So, and I don't know about, you know, talking about a zero purpose techie, you know, if you're a tech person out there, we have plenty of really amazing engineers that work on our product here at Motusi. c that, um, you know, zero purpose, I guess, is the, the key word there. It's like you have to have purpose in your life to really see, um, really see the impact that you're making. Um, so now for looking at, you know, some more answers. So if you honestly believe this about the profession, you need to open your eyes and all the things you do or consider leaving the profession. So, you know, I kind of agree with this person that is saying, you know, if you really don't think that your, that your field is having any impact, you need to reconsider some things or consider leaving the profession because there is impact that happens all around. There are certainly areas of practice that perhaps we've over leveraged and overemphasized. However, to categorically state that we are struggling to prove the efficacy of the physical therapy profession in its entirety is comically inaccurate and it's a delusional statement. So, um, you know, and then the question comes up of, you know, then why are why is reimbursement declining? You know, are our insurance companies uh, not seeing the benefit in PT, but you know, I could argue that it's happening everywhere. Declining reimbursement is just uh, a nature of the insurance beast, and I think we can, um, I think we can get on a rant about insurance companies in another episode. But but right now, just the thought that insurance reimbursement doesn't necessarily reflect efficacy or care or the impact of care acute neuro injuries there's always a demand so a lot of what i was reading or hearing from our our listeners is that in the acute sector movement is so important neuro rehab um folks that have these these chronic illnesses that are causing their mobility to decline or maybe it's depression or maybe it's chronic pain thinking about people that have chronic pain disorders movement yes while movement hasn't been proven in the level one research as the top line of intervention for those with chronic pain disorders, it certainly helps in giving people purpose, life satisfaction, self-efficacy is actually one of the most important pieces that you can give them. Because if they have purpose, if they can participate, if they have this ability to think they can control their pain, they're gonna live a happier, healthier life than someone that is living in misery and not moving. So uh, this listener, um, Sasha, said teaching people how to walk again, living their life with less pain, recovering from surgery and living normally. Uh, this field is important for those in need of recovery. One of her favorite PTs used to say that doctors keep people alive and we give them back quality of life. I think that's a fantastic sentiment. And I would, I would love to hear if anybody has anything um, you know, that they want to come back and say to any of these responses because a lot of these PTs in my mind are making a lot of sense. And I wish I had John here to banter with me about some of this because we agree on a lot within the area of PT and we've had our fair share of discussions on practices that are perpetuating in PT that don't seem to be helping significantly. Um, are we becoming glorified massage therapists? Do we need to be sending our patients to massage and acupuncture separate from seeing us? Um, what if we're the only place that they get that care or want to go and get that care? 
are we supposed to provide those services or are we just perpetuating this stereotype that PTs just massage people and that we don't actually get a lot of value out of that? But we're seeing obviously through this thread that a lot of people are in that neuro acute injury sector and those are really important. So, um, and on top of that, um, this next one writes in and says, don't let a few placebo modalities paint your view of an entire field. And I think that sums up that point very beautifully is that if we have some things that we're continuing to perpetuate in the field, we're not practicing at the top of our license, we're showing these modalities that don't actually have much efficacy in helping treat the problem. I mentioned the tendinopathy earlier. Does massage actually help tendinopathies? The data right now says no. So are we wasting our time rubbing somebody's lateral epicondyle if they have an issue that really the tendon needs to repair, have time to repair, and then be overloaded to the point where it can operate and take the overload that it's getting more and more frequently? Okay, so here's one that maybe speaks to the orthopedic PT, not that I've been crapping on ortho PT, but the efficacy obviously of acute care, um, trauma-based PT, neuro PT has been shown to really be some of the most effective movement for people. Um, Kevin says, I had a chronic adductor strain for 2.5 years when I was in my mid twenties when training for the upcoming soccer season. I went to three doctors. One didn't know what to make of it. The second one said it's all in my head and gave me a pamphlet for the NIH to look into behavioral health treatment. The third said it was probably a groin strain. The last PT I went to, three in total, had me start in squatting, deadlifting, lunging, and adductor planking with heavy load, barbell and plates, while using RPE to manage my strength gains, pain, and fatigue. So barbell and plates. Resolved completely within four to six weeks, and I was back to playing soccer in eight weeks, no pain. Not all PTs are created equal, sure, but there's an immense amount of benefit finding the right one can do for someone with pain and dysfunction. Um, so I think that's a really nice, um, I think it's a really nice light in how exercise progression and some of these like orthopedic settings can manage some chronic pain or some chronic issues with proper load progression and pain management. But not only that, it sounds like this guy was heard. So if he was seen by three doctors that didn't know what to make of it, maybe told him it was something but didn't really give him a really solid path, I think PTs can do a really big number on those that don't know what's going on with their body and how to, um, how to progress them well. Yeah, a lot of comments about how the system just needs to be better in general, too. So, um, mm, interesting. So this next um, this next listener said, the amount of encouraging and honestly manipulation you have to do to get many patients to participate in a skilled nursing facility setting, though. This person says it drives me bonkers sometimes, but I also remind myself that it's job security. Some machine will never be able to do my job because sometimes the toughest part is convincing granny she needs to get out of bed in order to get better and go home. A machine would take the refusal every time. So really interesting, kind of these motivational interviewing techniques, some of these soft skills, if you want to call them soft skills, are kind of a hallmark of the PT profession. And I think why so many people go into it is the the amount of interaction and touch and change you can make in somebody's life through 
movement and through motivational interviewing uh, can be pretty significant. I think as a whole, even as a PT, a big part of my job that gets people better is helping them to feel heard and giving them interventions that actually help them feel empowered rather than like they're a victim of the system. So I think there's something to be said for the way physios can give people their life back that way. So yeah, what are you thinking um, in response to this? If you have any thoughts, drop it in the comments below. If you want to write in, we can share this in, in future um, episodes of our podcast or in future mailbags if you have any thoughts. But I thought this was a, a pretty encouraging view of PT after the cynicism of you know, this person who I think has been painted with the fact that physio profession has been watered down so much and there's a lot of placebo modalities. I think there's a lot of encouragement in what PTs can actually provide for their patients. And if anything, I think movement gives people their life back and mood follows action. And if we can get people moving again, we can really make a difference in their lives. And that's, I think, ultimately what we set out to do. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Force Matters Mailbag. We really enjoy reading some of your responses and would love you to write in on any future episodes. So I'm pulling up our next question. And my question is, what dosage do you recommend for your therapeutic exercise? So Therex recommendations have been kind of widely debated for many years, but three by 10 has been the prescribed dosage the textbook dosage, but it's come under fire recently. So what are your underpinnings for your ther therapeutic exercise dosage or your Therex dosage and why? Hit us in the comments or the DMs. Check out our new podcast, Instagram, Force Matters Podcast on Instagram. So you can DM us there. You can also still write in at forcemattersmailbag at motusi.com. And until next time, keep moving. You've been listening to the Force Matters Podcast. We appreciate you tuning in and really want to hear from you. If you have questions you'd like to hear answered on the podcast, you can find us at motusi.com on our blog page or DM us on Instagram at motusicorp. See you next time. And until then, keep moving. Keep moving.